Hey guys, this is Sean, and welcome to Me and the Crew. Today, we get a chance to sit down with the remarkable Caitlin Scott. Caitlin is a biracial woman who's carved out a path as a junior executive in Hollywood. Today, you'll have the opportunity to hear about the unique challenges and triumphs she's faced in an industry that is constantly evolving. You get a chance to learn some of the inspiring initiatives she's undertaken to promote diversity, representation, and exclusivity within Hollywood. We delve into the intricacies of navigating cultural heritage, gender, and societal expectations while exploring the power of authenticity, resilience, and breaking barriers. I thank you guys for joining me today. Uh, this episode hits a little differently for me because of the comfortability with Caitlin. She's a friend of mine. Um, so I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Miss Caitlin Scott. Hey guys, welcome. This is me and the crew. I am your host, Shawnee Leverett. And once again, you guys are on with me. Today, we have a friend of mine and she is a friend. She's someone I've known for a long time. And I'm not saying she's my favorite client to, for my favorite <laughs> client to train. That's not what I'm saying. As I sit over here and wink, which she cannot see. Uh, but, but she is one of my favorite people in the world, man. You guys say hello to Miss Caitlin Scott. Caitlin, say hello to our audience, please. What's up, everybody? I'm very, very happy to be here, Sean, with you. Very yeah. excited. Yes. And I am your favorite client to train. Yes, yes, about? yes, she is. And she, she's always she's always made that point. But yeah, she, she's, she's one of my favorite people, first and foremost. Uh, love her, love her family. Um, and she, she's one of the most humble people you will ever meet. Great energy to be around. Um, and people will probably discover that today for those who do not know you. So for the audience, and you know, I, I, I try to do the introduction to people and what they're about, and I always seem to miss some things, and I could do that, but I'm going to let Caitlin tell you who she is, and as much or as little as she wants to. Caitlin, let the people know why you are here recording with me today. Who are you, and what do you do? Yeah, Sean, so um, thank you, first and foremost, for that great introduction. Um, yeah, I mean, gosh, who, who am I? Um, <laughs> Uh, well, career-wise, um, I'm the Senior Director of Communications and Marketing at Shondaland. So I currently lead on all things PR and marketing in regards to our Netflix series, um, our brand partnerships. Um, you know, we work, we're a strong but mighty team. Sorry, not strong but mighty, a small but mighty team that handles um, just all the PR and marketing that has to happen for a company like Shondaland. We are the company that created Grey's Anatomy, Bridgerton, Inventing Anna, Station 19, um, all that good stuff. So I'm very proud of the work that we've done. Um, I'm also a biracial woman. My mother is mm -hmm. Filipino, my dad is black. Mm -hmm. um, I grew up primarily in Southern California, the LBC, Long Beach is my home. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, you know, there was a lot of love uh, in my upbringing and, that love was shown in a variety of ways, whether that was, you know, the food that we shared or the family parties or, you know, your auntie coming to press out your hair because you got a date <laughs> at school or something and like, or like the music that was huge in my house. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think all of those things come to play in, you know, parts of my life, whether that mm. be my social, my personal life and, and mm -hmm. in my career. So yeah, I'm, I'm eager to talk to you about yeah. that today. 
Yeah, great story. And just so you guys know, Shondaland has nothing to do with me because I, I know I, I will get that. Is that part of your company has shot it? No, <laughs> it, it's not. It's not the same thing. Um, and okay, little background on us, Caitlin. I, I've known Caitlin. I want to say six years. What's this? Two thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Six yeah. Probably about years. six. Yeah, six or seven mm-hmm. years. Right around that time, um, she came to me through a friend of a mutual friend of ours, Miss Kim Tran, who's going to be on our show really, really soon. One of the hardest working Ooh. people I know. Um, mm-hmm. They were sorority sisters. But man, if, if you guys met her, you definitely would want her as a part of your fan club. You definitely want to be connected mm-hmm. with her. And the, the biracial thing I know about, um, I, I know you sent me your bio. And I always, you know, I'm always interested in that because there seem to be things in which I do not know about you. And I forget that you graduated from Berkeley and not Irvine. So yes, go Bears. Yeah, go. Yeah, Berkeley baby. Yeah, (laughs) and most people will not recognize them because they're horrible at sports. Um, Oh come on! I mean, yeah, we're not the best, but we have some. We have some athletes that came out that are professionals. So don't get me wrong. We're not the best, though. I agree. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But but but, go Bears. I'm just kidding. I, I just wanted to get a response on that. So, and the biracial thing we knew about, I, I met your mom, I met your sister, great family. Um, and I, I know you stand strong on that. I'm being biracial and your dad being uh, being black, your mom being of Asian descent. And I wanted to touch on that with, with your career. And I know um, what you do is hard, number one. Uh, number two, as a woman. And number three, as a woman of color. So mm-hmm. t- talk about that. What, what are some of the challenges you face being a woman of color in Hollywood? Yeah, I mean, great question. I think, you know, I'm still kind of figuring things out in regards, to, you know, as I get older, not only just in my career, but just in my personal life and just kind of thinking about what it means to be biracial and kind mm-hmm. of coming from two cultures and straddling two worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, while I do think that it gives me a unique perspective, you know, as I get older, I'm also realizing that it does, you know, it also gives me this feeling or this challenge of, you know, where do I fit in exactly? I think mm-hmm. as I was younger, I couldn't quite put a finger on it, but as you get older, you kind of, you know, look back and see, oh, that's what I was feeling. So, mm-hmm. um, as I'm still discovering that, you know, I have realized, oh, my opinions and perspectives are unique and they can create change. And, you know, just learning how to express those feelings in a confident way to enact change. I think that's been kind of my, my focus the last couple of years and especially in my career in, in, in the industry, just acknowledging mm-hmm. that my point of view matters and what mm-hmm. I can do with that mm-hmm. um, has, has been my biggest uh, aha moment, I guess you could say. Did, did that come about? And because I, I know some of your history and what you've been doing in your career, did that come after leaving um, after leaving Seth? Or was that during that time when you first got into your, your career? Yeah, I mean, I think it came in all of it, right? I think, so before this, what Sean is referencing is I used to work at a, an actual like PR agency before I started working at Shondaland, the media company. And, you know, it was, it was it was great to pick who I got to work with. And that was 
an array of people, whether that be writers, producers, people of color, people, you know, of not, you know, it just, it was a nice blending of, of, of clients and people that I got to work with, but you're right, Sean, I think it, it's, you know, now working at a company that, you know, whose mission is to literally create content that not only like entertains people, but kind of challenges the way mm. that we see the world or mm -hmm. challenges, I would even say like how the entertainment industry creates content. Mm. Um, I think, yeah, to, to answer your question, I think it's um, that latter part of like, you know, it has been rewarding to be a part of a company that has really pushed against certain genres to include more people of color or to right. specifically create you know, programs that target underrepresented communities, like period. I mean, I'm incredibly proud of that. So um, yeah, I guess to answer your question, yes, I think it's been a slow process throughout my career, but it's mm -hmm. been especially uh, prevalent the last couple of years, I would say the last four to five years, yeah. Yeah, you are the best. And I'm sitting over here smiling, right? Because I, <laughs> oh I, I, need, I need it. I was like, okay, I, I definitely want to touch on this because I love Family Guy. I, I can't even lie. I love the oh. show. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. they, they make yeah. fun of everybody. You get it? Right. They make fun of everybody. Right. But I know what you're doing now with Bridget, mm. Bridgerton and that kind of stuff, it's a whole different dynamic as far as roles and the way we see minorities or people of color um, and mm. those kind of things in the audience. So I wanted to know how easy that was working with Seth and, and his, his genre, his art form and what he does and what you do now. So I was trying to be careful on, on how I put that to you and, and you, you handled that perfectly. Thank you, thank you, <laughs> you let me I mean, You let me off the hook. <laughs> No, I, I mean, I think it's just all about like, here's the deal. And this could be for a whole other episode, right? But like, mm -hmm. I think the entertainment industry in general is starting to acknowledge like, there are larger systemic things happening here, right? That need to mm -hmm. change. And I, you know, what I guess what we're talking about today is, you know, being biracial, but you know, being a woman of color. So what are those mm -hmm. things that the industry can be doing? You know, I right. can go on a tangent, you know, putting women in, you know, top tier roles, executive positions, mm -hmm. allowing people of color to tell their own stories. I mean, there's so many th things that we can be doing. Um, I think the entertainment industry is acknowledging that and is slowly moving towards that. But yeah, there's a lot, a lot of work to be done. And like I said, I think I'm just happy to be at a company that, you know, acknowledges that and then uses mm -hmm. its own platform to, to, to make that change. Um, it's hard. I know it is, but just because something is hard doesn't mean that we can't, you know, that we shouldn't be able to do it. So. Yeah. 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 Real, real and real, real talk, real talk. And I'm, I'm all about that. How, you said you think it's slowly changing. Why do you think that is outside outside of exposure? Because exposure is huge for everybody, you know, outside of exposure. Why, why do you think that is? Yeah, I mean, I think honestly like said, yeah, no, I think outside of the monetary outside of the monetary thing where they realize there is a whole market that's really untapped because it always most things always come down to money, in my opinion. So and I wanted to get that from someone who's inside because I know I see more commercials now. And mm. I, I was laughing about this uh, not long ago. I was like, man, if I see one more commercial where there, there's a black 
you know, a black a black woman and, and a white guy as a couple on a commercial because mm. you see so many of them now. Mm. And the thing is, you don't want them to fade out where it was just a fad. Does, does right. that does that make sense? So you know, and and I keep looking for that because I'm I'm cynical that way. I can't, I can't even lie. <laughs> and I know there's a monetary no, I, thing. So go ahead. No, I mean, I guess to answer your question and mm -hmm. kind of like what I said earlier, I think it's just all about yes, it, I do think money comes into play, but mm -hmm. you know, just giving opportunity to those who may necessarily not always have the opportunity to be in those right. rooms or right. um, who are you know. I'm proud to, you know, one of the programs that we are championing at Shondaland is, you know, one of our diversity um, inclusion programs is getting people who are from those underrepresented communities that may not have the usual opportunity to go to a film school or go to, you know, or be a part of a program that teaches you how to be a producer or a writer mm -hmm. or you know, be a director. I mean, I think that's where we have to kind of like put our manpower is thinking about ways that we can provide opportunities for people to like have, you know, like jobs and be in those rooms and tell like our own stories. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't think, like I said, I think the industry is moving to, <laughs> to, to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I still think there's just a lot of work to be done. I will say though, to your, you know, to your, your, your joke about, you know, the commercials, I think that I, I'm the same way. I just hope that it's not this phase. I, mm -hmm. I, I will say too, I was just on an airplane um, recently coming back um, from vacation and I was watching a children's animated movie and that one that struck me and mm -hmm. in the sense of i'm watching this movie and the parents are a biracial couple and mm -hmm. thus the child was biracial and the movie just did not make it a thing it just was yeah. you know there was no blatant yeah. mention or emphasis of like okay look over here there's a character over here that's biracial mm -hmm. you know check mark it, it just was it just was and so yeah. the family it spoke to me because it was like, okay, this is what a family could look like. Okay, and now let's keep the story going. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just I feel know like, exactly what you mean. Yeah, it was just beautiful, and it reminded me of my own family, and I felt mm -hmm. seen. And so I just hope that more content is created in the sense of like, this is not a phase. This is yeah, not it's normal happening it, it, in a vacuum. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, and, and why not? Why can't we yeah. keep creating content? Why, like yeah, it, you know, that's that I was just about to blurt those same words. Why can't mm. we do that as a society? Because yeah. we, we have the same people have the same stories, no matter what you look like, no matter where you Correct. come from. You know, we, we have the same stories, but we don't put those out there. And this is just my opinion because they're not sexy, because they're not hot, or maybe they don't sell. But it, it's normalcy, and normalcy is not necessarily what people want. I was telling this story, uh, and I'll be real quick. Recently, yeah. uh, I remember when when the movie Roots came out. Roots mm. scared the shit out of me. Mm. It scared the shit, and not because of, not because of the slavery factor, because I knew about that. We were always taught about that, but sure. I have never seen that many black people on television at the same time. Mm. How, yeah. how, how, how bad does that sound? Honestly, 
honestly, it because at that time, this was 1976, so mm -hmm. almost 50 years ago, you get it? To see yeah. that, to see that number of black people on the television at the same time. Now, granted, they were in chains, they were in background in chains and working, you know, servitude roles. But to see that many, it it, it confused me and it scared me because I was maybe eight, nine years old at that time, and I had questions. Yeah, yeah, I had questions. But, so, good. But Sean, were you confused because you were thinking one? I didn't know that many black people could be on screen or yeah. was it the slavery in part? general? No, 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 yeah. the, the slavery, the slavery part didn't we, bother me. We knew. Yeah. 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 No, the slave, oh, no, no. My, my pops and moms instilled that in us early on. We knew who right. we were. We, we, we knew right. our heritage. We knew where we came right. from. We, we know, we knew why we didn't celebrate certain things or we knew why we weren't celebrated. That wasn't mm -hmm. the issue, but to see yeah. that many people and to try and focus on it, it, right. it was, for, for whatever reason, I couldn't tell you, but at that age, it was overwhelming. So, yeah. and I couldn't turn, I didn't turn away from it, but it was overwhelming. So you paid attention to the story. And just to give you guys an idea, like Roots it is a watered down version of what actually mm -hmm. happened with some of the things as far as um, the, the indentured servitude thing in which they labeled it, as far as slavery went. Um, sure. So 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 to see those things and to you know to fast forward to where we are now and watch what is going on in a culture in, in our culture with diversity with um, with coloring books with with commercials mm -hmm. and with different shades mm -hmm. of of us and the different textures of hair and the different yes. colors of skin because we yes. run the gambit of a little yes. bit of everything so when when I wanted to do a show on and I've I've had people in here who are in the industry. Um, but I was like, you know, I want to do something on what it's like to be biracial in Hollywood. I'm like, okay, mm. let, let, let me contact Two Dub. Sorry, <laughs> let, let, let me con let me contact Caitlin. So, and the, you should you know, have I, explain what. No. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, I, I I guess I need to. You guys, probably you on the show, you will never hear me call her Caitlin. I, I you know, I don't think I called you Caitlin Very since rare. when we first I, met. I agree. I agree. Yeah. The first, first but, training day you did, and then yeah. oh, already the next time you were already calling you too. Yeah. So I, I, after after form my lips to say the word Caitlin now. Um, <laughs> the, the name, <laughs> the name two dub. It, it's a cultural thing, and it just means two W's. And mm -hmm. so I call her Wonder Woman. So yeah. two dub is you, W two two dub two dub is Wonder Woman. Dub dub double dub. So that's what it is. And I mean, thank if you, you knew her, you would understand. So, no, you know, the, the type you. of woman who, you know, who would praise you and then punch you in the face if you got out of there. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I do not condone yeah. violence, but I will keep you not violent to punch in people order. in the face who deserve it. <laughs> I, I, I want to go back. And you said that you guys have a program um, pioneering for, for, um, women or people of color in, in, um, with what you do. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So are, are you guys advertising that or how would somebody know that you guys have that program if they didn't know? Great question. Yeah. So we work with various, uh, programs within the industry, um, you know, different guilds. So, mm -hmm. you know, writers guild, producers guild, directors guild, to kind of get that word out um, mm -hmm. on the production side. Um, my job as, you know, in communications and PR is getting that word out within the industry itself and, you know, various publications and websites to 
yeah, to kind of, you know, advertise and say two things. One, this is what we're doing. If you know anybody, please reach out and apply. But also, mm -hmm. two, showing, hey, look what we're doing. This should be something that everybody can Everyone's try doing. to do. Yeah, yeah, I think that here's here here's you know my thing too where i think of like you know the conversations that we need to be having to enact greater change i think it starts with thinking about what you can be doing in your position mm -hmm. and i think you know it, people that i work with i'm so proud to be working with them because they are taking that moment to be you know, just for example, I'm a, you know, fill in the blank, director, producer, writer, what can I be doing to, you know, enact greater change and give opportunities uh, to those who do not usually have that. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm really, really proud. I mean, it, it's, it is tough to um, get the word out sometimes. I think mm -hmm. it is hard, those resources um, and materials are not always easy to find. Sometimes, you know, in the industry, it's about who you know also. Word of mouth is very, you know, that relationship of, you know, who do you know and who do they know? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I, I think, um, yeah, I, I'm very proud to, to, work, to, to work on this. On, on the flip side of that, um, have you, ex you personally experienced any and, and interactions or challenges that would make you like, okay, well, this is why we do what we do. Does that make sense? Yes. As, as, as far as far as stereotypes um, or, or or any in any direction towards you because you being a female, because you being a woman of color, because of your ethnicity, because of because of you being biracial. Um, have, have you experienced anything in, in Hollywood since you've been doing that would make that that would make you think, okay, why? Well, I'm I'm glad I'm part of something else. Yeah, I think uh yeah, I won't, I guess I won't get into like necessarily like the nitty gritties of details, but what mm -hmm. I can say, and I think this speaks back to, you know, how there's just not that representation in the room, right? I, I think like I've experienced instances where I become kind of that token or that only voice mm -hmm. of a people, whether that be black, whether that be Filipino, Asian, because, you know, sometimes I am the only person of color in the room, which again, I think speaks to what the industry is trying to combat. But um, yeah, I think in those moments, I think, gosh, okay, I, I'm glad that I am part of something or a company or a network that you know, champions those different perspectives. But you're mm -hmm. right, Sean, I, I don't yeah. think everybody has access to that. Um, one thing that I am proud of is, so my previous boss, she's currently now a um, interim professor at uh, USC. Mm. And she invites me to speak at her class once a year oh, or so. And she, okay. it's a PR and marketing class. And I always make, you know, a point to stay a little later after the class, you know, have one-on-one -on -one time with students that come up to me and ask me questions, exchange mm -hmm. contact info. And I will say nine out of 10, these students who take that extra time to come talk to me are mm -hmm. women. So mm -hmm. I pay extra 
time and care to them because I know that the industry as a woman, as a person of color is hard to break into. And sometimes mm -hmm. it's hard to get your start or even know where the heck to start, you know? Yeah. So, and like I said earlier, this industry is built on those relationships, like who you know and who do they know? So if mm -hmm. I can be that person that they know who can help them and guide them to like navigate this, then I'm happy to do that. I want to do that. Yeah. Um, you know, you just remember, or I remember, you know, being their age, like their little age out of college, but also right. in their career of just starting, right? And not knowing what you want to do, how to do it. So, um, you know, it only takes one person to kind of flip that switch to say, oh, this is what I want to do and set you on your path. Um, yeah. I'm happy to be that person. So, yeah. Okay. Do you find it easier to identify with one group as opposed to another? Mm. Do, do, do you personally, do you find it easier? Not, not saying where, you know, I, I can mix with anybody and everybody because that, that's the easy answer for any and everybody. I'm comfortable with yep. this group and that group. Do you find it easier to identify with another group, one group as opposed to another? another? And if so, why? I think that is a great question that I've, that I've had to kind of like unpack um, unpack too. And, you know, side note, I'm all about therapy. So if you need it, I am all for it because I think it provides clarity. And this is especially, you know, it has given me clarity to this particular question. Hmm. Um, identify, I think, no, okay. because I, okay. I, I identify as a biracial, a black and Filipino woman. But what I will say, I think I can, it's interesting because while I do think that I am close to both sides of my family, mm -hmm. I think a, my Filipino heritage comes through a little bit stronger um, in the sense of my family, you know, for those Filipinos listening, like we come from a big family and we are <laughs> tight knit and yeah. we are the first ones to go to bat for you. And the, the first ones to put you in your place because we love you and we want <laughs> what's best for you. And so I've had that. I think that is very prevalent is, is very um, mm. yeah, prevalent in my, in my <laughs> life and how I view the world. So, right. I mean, and don't get me wrong, my, 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 my dad's side, my, my, my black side, I mm -hmm. think a lot of influences, I think more influences have, um, can be seen in my, um, in myself as I grow older. I, I think like my, my views, my, I just, does that make sense? I feel yeah, like it makes, it makes perfect sense for, yeah, for, for the question. Like, yeah, be because I, because I have a backup question to that. But yeah, you're answering it perfectly. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I guess I can. I guess what I'm trying to say is I think I assimilate more easily into my Filipino side because that's like the, the, the family aspect of it. Those yeah. people like that is who that has really shaped me. But mm -hmm. as I have gotten older, I think my the lens that I view the world. How about that? is mm. has become 
through a lens of being a black woman. Does that make sense? Does that make more sense? Make, makes perfect sense. I hope sense. so. <laughs> no, it, it does. It, it, it makes perfect sense. And people may not understand that some people do, but a lot mm. of people don't. Like I said, we, we come in a, we, we are a goulash, different colors, yes. different textures of hair, noses, yes. lips, and all the, and we are the only culture like that. And that, yes. that doesn't make us special by any means. That's just the way God made us. Um, on, on the flip side of that, and I gave this scenario to someone who I recently talked to, um, there was a time when it was, and um, some of it, it still is, but there was a time really when it was easier to be a black skinned person who was lighter of color than it mm. was a darker skinned mm -hmm. black person of color. And that mm -hmm. goes back to slave times also where the lighter Absolutely. skinned slaves were kept in the house and Absolutely. the darker skinned slaves worked in the fields. Um, and the lighter skinned slaves primarily came from like slave masters. Mm -hmm. That's just mm -hmm. that's just where that was. What it was, um, yes. Yeah, that's just where that was. So I asked that question to, to ask a backup question. Do you find a specific group with, do you find it easier for them to be able to identify with you, or, or does that does that matter? Mm. Hmm. Just just do in I, your opinion, just just in your opinion. I well, it, it's easy. It's easier. I, I I think it's easier for people who are of darker complexion to navigate toward me than people who are Asian. I find that pe people are more people who are white are more intrigued by me than than both of those groups. Does, does that make sense? Mm. It does. And I hesitate only because I'm trying to think of your answer or even give you an example of this instance. I mean, I don't know if that here's 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 what I'm thinking or I'm grappling with. I I want to answer that with, I don't think that matters to mm. me in the sense of how I navigate the world. Right. I, I, right. I don't really, it doesn't really matter to me if you, if it's easier for you to, to interact with me because I have lighter skin. Mm -hmm. I'm, or or if you can tell that I'm of Asian descent, so it's easier for you to, right. to interact with me. Right. I, I, I'm gonna do what I need, what I'm gonna do. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess to answer your question, I mean, I don't know if I've necessarily experienced that. I mean, I will say, and this, I know this is a serious question, but and not to answer it with the joke, but, you know, Filipinos always say, like, once we figure out somebody else is Filipino, I mean, it's like we're like <laughs> brother and sisters and long lost cousins. You know what I mean? So, like, that is a an immediate comfortability there, I right. think. Right. Um, I think that if now in regards to if I were to interact with another biracial person i think mm -hmm. it is maybe to answer your question easier and i, I lose use air quotes you can't see me but i'm using them right mm -hmm. now because mm -hmm. we connect in a way that i think i said this earlier maybe i didn't i mean i feel like being biracial automatically puts you in the category of other because you don't know where you fit in right um because sometimes i will get you know 
there was an instance, I guess, to go back to your question about stereotypes or misconceptions. I mean, there's sometimes I've gotten where somebody says, oh, well, you're not black enough because X, Y, and Z, or you're Whoa, not really? Asian enough because, you know, you don't know, X. you know what I mean? And I, I mean, people jokingly say like, oh, I'm going to take away your black card. Well, that's that, that, <laughs> like you said, and I'm not saying to me, but I think in saying in general, like, right. you know, like you said earlier, we come mm -hmm. in different shapes, mm -hmm. sizes, hair textures, mm -hmm. skin colors, like, right experiences you know that doesn't make me less black or less filipino it mm -hmm. just makes me me and so that's mm -hmm. why i answer your question with like i don't care if it's easier for you that i'm light-skinned right. or that i'm filipino it's just right. i'm gonna navigate the world the way i see it yeah and and that's that's part of why i asked that question um i can't tell you how many career days i've done um, mm. And it, you know, and I, you know, if if I do them, you know, I'll do any and everybody's. But I'm always drawn to kids who I grew up with, and it, it mm. has nothing to do mm -hmm. with specifically those kids, but the neighborhoods in which I grew up with. And it always hurts me when when mm. they say, "What well, well, you don't you don't sound black, or you don't Correct. talk black," you know. Or, I'm like, and it it hurts. It really does yeah. hurt um, because Same. it just comes down to communication and being able to express yourself. But you have to right. realize, I always have to check myself and remember where I am, right. where I am. And that's where I was because we yeah. didn't have, we didn't have those dynamics growing up. You know, I grew up mm -hmm. in an all black neighborhood. You can count the Latino families on one hand. I mm -hmm. kid you not with that. My first experience yeah. going to school um, with someone who was, who was white was high school. That was yeah. my first experience attending a school where somebody was who didn't look like me in that sense. So, yeah. which was um, a little culture shock, which was easy, but a little culture shock. And that is why I asked that question is because yeah. uh, personally, you know, it, it, it's hard. If, if they don't know, if they can only like right now, we're, we're talking, you know, and I, I, I love to do the dynamic where, uh, where we're not doing video because mm -hmm. people will be able to identify with your voice as mm. opposed to how you look. Right. Get it? And that is one of yeah. the reasons I've done right. this like this so far. And it doesn't matter who you are, or what you do necessarily in that sense, but what, what is your story? And who can identify yeah. with your story? Not who can identify with, with how you look, but who can identify with your story? And that's, yep. that is what I'm always trying to do. And that is why I asked that question. Do you find it easier for people to approach you, you know, who, who look more like you, who look total opposite of you, who, who mm -hmm. may be darker than you, who may be of Asian descent, um, and and how how was that? How how is that received? Um, and I and I know you. You get along with everybody, you oh, know. Um, but God. I wanted to ask. No, no, man, that that's just who you are, and you're welcome. You don't need to think. But that's just who you are. You've always been that way. And you know, I'm I'm a firm believer in in energy and and how that comes across. And once you open that door and people find out who you are, they'll gravitate towards you based on who you are, as opposed to how you look and what you can do for them. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. And I guess I would, I would be sitting here lying to say that I'm sure it is easier for people who look more like me to come up to me and, and, and talk to me or interact with me. I'm not saying mm -hmm. that that has never happened to me, but I guess what I'm emphasizing is, you know, I think it's more about how like we have to change our mindset of how we view the world and how, yeah. what our perspective is. And, and yeah. sorry, you said something earlier that was like super important and it totally like flipped the switch in my head of like, 
yeah, Sean, like you may, or maybe the kids that you were speaking with, or even you personally, you know, you are not, you know, in school or in rooms with, you know, people that didn't look like you. So that is, and, and I still think that's more, that's so important today because that's why entertainment, TV, po- podcasts, you know, films are so important because maybe sometimes that's the only way people can see what else is out there, what else mm-hmm. is being done. And right. so I guess that's why it's so important to like what is seen. And mm-hmm. I hate to be super corny, but like if that that's the saying of like, if you see it, then you can be it, right? Or if you yeah. see it, then that is what you're realizing, oh, that this is normal. And that's why I gave the the example of, you know, the, the kids animated movie. Like, yeah. I hope kids watch that and say, oh, that is what, you know, family, other families could like, look like a biracial, yeah. one mom looks like this, the dad is another ethnicity mm-hmm. or, um, you know, and that can go on to, you know, LGBTQ or, or, you know, um, accessibility people with, you know, abilities. Like, I just think like, that is why it's just so important that people are talking about and creating content. And again, that could be anything, podcast, TV, film, um, books that just representation matters. So either one, you can see yourself in things and two, you can see, oh, there are different ways of life out there. And and Mm. that is okay. That is celebrated. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I, 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 I don't want to be long winded with this, but just to piggyback on that, we grew up with, uh, we grew up with the Brady Bunch, you know, we grew up with the Brady Uh Bunch and I, I guarantee you there was not one of us that said, oh, we look at that white show. We look at right. that white, we look at that white family. I right. guarantee right. not a single friend of mine thought that. Like, oh, should we right. want to be like the Brady Bunch? And I've always called my because they're three boys and three girls. I have two brothers right. and three sisters. I, I, right. You know, it's like, I've never said not one time in my lifetime, we're like that white family on a television. Right. Not right. once. You know, it's always like, you know, hey, we're the Brady Bunch. And that's mm-hmm. what you want to be able to, and it's different until people tell you it needs to be different. Yes, to point it out. Exactly. You know, until, exactly. It, and, and it's always taught. So if, right. and I, I give I'll that advice that. to people, you just be you, you know, f- figure out who it is you want to be, be consistent and be yourself. The right people will find you and they may yeah. not look the way you want them to look. Mm-hmm. They may I'll not look the way that. you want them to look. I've, I've given that advice to Caleb and it served him well because, Hell, you, you, you. I, I'm talking about Caleb like you don't know him. <laughs> my, my, <laughs> I'm sorry, my oldest son. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I say, I, I grew up differently. You know, I grew up yeah. in the hood. We grew up uh, gangsters, drug dealers. We grew up with that. And that's just where that was. And mm-hmm. him being around the people who I grew up with or in my neighborhood and that kind of stuff, he never fit in. So the mm-hmm. younger kids mm-hmm. around him would kind of shun him because he he didn't have the same experiences as them. Right. He wasn't a he wasn't a street kid. He wasn't right. listening to what they were doing. We didn't stick right. it in front of the television, and that's just where that that was a choice that we made for him. Do you get it? Mm-hmm. Because we didn't want mm-hmm. those influences. But when right. I brought him around um, some some of my relatives, some of his cousins, he mm. was an outcast, and and he mm-hmm. you could mm-hmm. see the sadness on his face because he had no connectivity with that. Right. Again, he's like, right. Dad, well, Dad, why don't they like me? It's like, it's not that they don't like you, son. They just don't know you. 
Yeah, it's like, right. you know, show them, show them who you are. And you fast forward, and I'm being a little long-winded right now, but if you fast forward where those kids and some of them, not all of them, that's not a generalization, some of them have had issues in school with jail, with, with, with chemical dependency and some of those other things. And it has nothing to do with their race. It had mm -hmm. everything to do with exposure and what sure. they were exposed yep. to. And some it's gravitated toward that. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Um, but Caleb always thought he was missing. <laughs> he always thought he was missing out on something, mm. not mm. being able to kind of be in that influx. And I, we'd always have to reinforce. No, son, you'll figure it out. And he found yeah. he found this. He found this shirt at Target. And See? it said one. Oh. It, it, it said one day I'm going to be your boss. And if mm. you let if you would have let him, Caleb would have wore that shirt stinky every <laughs> every single every day. day. Every day. I, I got a picture of him with that little gap in his teeth and that red shirt. He's just smiling because he's happy about his shirt. And yeah. that, that's that's a Caleb story. Man. But I, 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 I love what you're doing. You, you know, you're my girl. Um, you know, I'm, I'm super proud of you. You, you. you and Kim, you guys are like, you know, my, my, my little sisters. Um, no, thank man. You. Yeah, no, hey, hey, too dumb. You've always had that on you. And I've always told you that since we were training, you work mm -hmm. hard. You know, you work hard. And I, I still look at video from some of the stuff you used to do back in the day with your pull-ups and that kind of thing. So, <laughs> I'm trying to get back, Sean. I'm trying to get back. Are you? <laughs> are you training at all? That shape. Are, are you I, training I, at all? I'm not training, but I am doing, um, you know, I, I do work on like the Peloton and I still, still like spinning. You were spinning when I met you. Yeah, you were spinning yes. when I met you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I am. I have started, you know, lifting light weights and trying to build muscle and kind of leaning out. So, yeah, and I'm working with a, a dietitian. So I'm trying my best. I'm trying. I don't worry about that. It's all about healthy. It's about just being yeah. healthy and, you know, lifestyle. Um, Lifestyle, exactly. Lifestyle, exactly. always. And, yeah. and then if you can keep if you can keep that word in your head, you're always way ahead of most people, uh, because your body weight's gonna fluctuate. Your body type does Absolutely. not. Um, but it's like you know what, I I, I want to get back. I want to challenge myself to see how close I can come to getting back to mm -hmm. this right here. Because I had my first workout this year. I did a couple weeks ago because I told you I was in a car accident. Um, right. But I, I look at myself in the mirror now and I'm like, get the fuck out. What, dude? Get this together. <laughs> yeah. Dude, for real? Get we all have okay. those moments. Yeah, yeah, I did. I totally yeah. did. I went to, um, I went on vacation like last month and with me and my boyfriend and we, we there was a lot, we were constantly on the move. Literally mm -hmm. from 8 a.m. We were at the hotel and back in the hotel by like 6 p.m. We were just constantly oh, wow. doing stuff. Okay. And it's a, it requires a lot of walking. We were going upstairs. We were seeing all these temples. And I t kid you not, Sean, I had never been so like out of breath and like <laughs> keeled over trying to catch my breath. And I'm thinking, what the heck? It is not high altitude. Oh. Caitlin, you're, there's no reason why your calves should be cramping right now. Like, and it just was me just telling myself, you, this um. is not the shape that you want to be, that I want to be in. So, and, and, and looking into like my next chapter of, you know, I would like to have kids. I would like to be healthy for them. That's so, right. Yeah. You know, you gotta, you gotta make change. So I'm trying. I'm trying. But how, how many conversations have you and I had about that? Cause I know when we first met, 
Um, and you were yeah. like, well, I want to, I want to do this and I want to do that. And I, mm. I, I would give that same speech. When were you the healthiest? And yeah. I'm mentally, physically, what did you have going on then that you do not have going on now? And mm. focus, focus on getting stronger and the results will find you. And I remember the one thing that stuck with me was, uh, I think your family went hiking in Arizona. I wasn't sure whether it was mm -hmm. every year, but you guys went hiking and you didn't want to feel the way you felt after that hike. Yes. And I remember telling yes. you, okay, well, that, that's my goal for you. Yep. If, that, if that is what you want, that is my goal for you. And I remember hearing um, a, a while afterward where you, you guys had did that again and you felt much stronger. And I, that yes. is, yeah, I'm like, okay, that, that's what that's about. That, that always makes Sounds me feel good. good. Yeah. No, and I, but it literally, you know, <laughs> I, I received that, but it has nothing to do with me. I, I, I just, I just, I know what it's like to, to not be in the position to have somebody ask you, well, you know, hey, dad, can you do X, Y, and Z? It's like, man, my leg is broken. We're literally, like, you know, I yeah. have this going on. I can't do that with you. But when yeah. when I can, when this cast comes off, I'm running you. Right. Get, I'm running. Right. I'm doing doing anything. And I give that advice to everybody. You want to prepare for what life has coming. And it's always yeah. going to be something. You want children? Yeah, right. You want to make that pregnancy easier? And I'm not talking to you. I'm just talking exactly. in general. Get, no, get ready I, for that it. Is, that is my, that is, you know, Sean, kind of what you're talking about. Like, what is your why? And yeah. I've, been, I've been really thinking about that. And that is it. Like, if I want to have kids and, you know, whether that be pregnancy, multiple, you know, like multiple kids, like I'm going to need to be, you know, I want to be healthy. I want to like, you know, we're not all getting older. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I just want to be the healthiest that I can be for, yeah. you know, yeah. if, if, if fingers crossed, you know, kids. So that has been, that has been my why on why I've kind of gotten back into, you know, training and eating better and mm -hmm. just really focusing on that. So yeah. Yeah. Take, yeah, take, take the focus off me. You. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm, proud, I'm proud of you up. regardless. I'm <laughs> proud of you regardless. But I know that if you have a, if you have, if you have a goal, and this is what I know about you. If you have a set goal, that is where, that is where you're going. For, forget yeah. the other stuff. That is where you're going. You just have to find your why. You have right. to find your why. Why am I doing do. it? And, and if you you're do. doing that, you'll be consistent with it. If you're only focusing on you, you will take days off. That's just human yeah. nature. That's yeah. just human nature. But it's like, you know what, man? Ooh, okay, let, let, let me get back on this. I, I, have, mm -hmm. I have this coming up. I don't know the date, but you know, if, if, if Peter and I, and shout out to Peter, that, that, that's, oh, yeah, shout, shout, out, shout out to my guy. I <laughs> uh, haven't met him, but looking forward to it. You know, if yeah. you guys, if you're looking to have kids, you want to make that pregnancy as easy as possible. And that's, that's all it is. So with that, I want to be the best version of me. Not Correct. I want to have tight defined abs. Not gonna. Yeah. But I want to be the best. I want to be the Correct. best version of me. Now those abs come along with it and that kind of stuff. Great, but I still yeah. I just want to be the best version of me. And if you're focusing on that, I'm not worried about you at all. Not at Thanks, all. Sean. Not at Thank all, man. You. Thank yeah. you for this. What? Wait. Wait. What's What's next for you? What is next for you? What is next? I mean, oh gosh. Uh, you know, not to say same old, but I, I think it's just, you know, pushing on. I mean, I, I love, you know, working where I work and the people that I work with and the things that we're creating. And I guess to go back to what we were just talking about with training, like finding your why. I, I, mean, I think that applies to finding your why at, you mm -hmm. know, in your career too. So yeah, 
I think what we were talking about today about just, you know, diversity and representation, mm-hmm. you know, the minutia of what I do, you know, PR and marketing, like that, that is, while I love it, that is not my why. My why is to, you know, you know, be what people see is a possibility or like to leave the door open when you finally get, you know, into the room, leave it open for other people behind you and create yeah. ways for people to come in after you. Um, mm-hmm. That is my why. So mm-hmm. yeah, I guess that's, I guess that's what's next just to answer your question. Yeah. Look at you. Keep on keeping on. Hey, how's mom? How's little sis? Everybody's oh, doing good? good. They were good. It was just my mom's birthday last week. So they oh. were in Bali living their best lives while I was Man. here behind a, behind my keyboard. <laughs> But no, you didn't was, go. No, I couldn't. I couldn't get the time oh, off. Man. But all, all is good. But they're they're doing really well, really okay. well. I'm okay. very happy and grateful for that. Hey, tell tell yeah. them I said hello. Tell them Definitely. I said hello. That's it. Now we're gonna have to revisit some stuff. And I know as you go along, I'm gonna be interested in like letting people know. Well, okay, this mm. is where she started. If you're trying to get there, she can help you get there. So I'm 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 happy for you. I'm proud of you. And I thank you for doing this with me when you didn't have to. Yeah, so, I'm oh, happy man. to. I'm happy you asked me. I felt very, I felt very honored. Like, oh shoot. It's serious, man. Come on, now you're my girl. Are you kidding me? You're my girl. I was like, how, how can I not? First, like I say, first person I thought of. I, I wanted, you know, I, I've had uh, how many people in, in the industry, and some of the stuff hasn't dropped yet. But I've had people mm-hmm. who are in the industry and that kind of stuff, but I haven't yeah. had, I, I haven't had a, a woman of color. Um, on here who's in who's who's on that side i've had mm, rappers or that. singers or uh models or, or something along that line but nobody yeah. behind the scenes so i wanted mm. to do that and give that outlet to uh to some of the people who are inspiring to do it and some of the drawbacks or potential drawbacks that could come along with that based on you just being who you are and the way people see you see you or yeah. perceive you and i thought you'd be perfect person for that Thank you, Sean. Well, I'm very proud, you know, you are creating this, this platform for people uh, to come on and, and talk about things like that. I think it's really important. So yeah, good job. Kudos to you, Sean. <laughs> proud of you too. Hey, Look my girl. <laughs> look, look, looking forward to meeting, meeting your guy. Enjoy your fourth. Yeah. Tell the family I said Thank hello. Thank you. Thank you to Dub. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. I will talk to you soon. Of course. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Me and the Crew, the 1523 Podcast, is a Leverett Gang original, presented and produced by Sean E. Leverett. Caleb Emanuel, Noah Clarence, and Urania Celeste are Leverett Gang producers. Please listen, like, follow, or subscribe on your preferred platform to receive our content first.